Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, designed for our podcast listeners to get us into God's Word in a short study, about 13 minutes every day. In doing so, that helps us to stay in our contact with God, keep our focus on our relationship with God, and upon our soul's salvation. But it also helps us to stay strong in our faith and also to grow in our faith since faith comes by hearing the Word of God. So the more we're in God's Word, it's just all around more beneficial for us. It even helps us to have a more positive, productive, and spiritual mindset to be able to deal with life every day. Now, you know people who need to change their focus, don't you? They need that hope. They need that direction in their life, thinking about their soul's salvation, their relationship with God, eternity, because it's coming. Help them along these lines to change their life and maybe even get to heaven ultimately by sharing these short studies with them every single day. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. But you need to make that commitment. Share every day with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. What a blessing it would be for somebody to have their life turned around and to end up in eternity with God and Christ and the Holy Spirit in heaven because you got them moving in that direction. But you know that will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment today and start sharing every day. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study, asking the question, why do bad things happen to good people? Well, we've talked about that. We, we, we experience in, in life, in this world, in our human lives, we experience all kinds of negatives, don't we? And a whole lot of things we would look at and say, boy, that was bad. It could be sickness, it could be injury, it could be a loss of a job, it could be some kind of problem in a relationship, maybe even within a marriage. It happens all the time. It could be violence or somebody robs our house or maybe our house burns down. Uh, it, our car could break down. We could lose our job. We could be facing financial ruin. All kinds of bad things happen to us. Well, we understand a whole lot of that when it happens to what we might call bad people. That is, people who are evil, wicked, doing bad things. They're crooks, they're robbers, they lie all the time, they deceive, they steal, you know, and the list could go on and on. But when the bad things happen to good people, that's where we scratch our head. That's where we start asking questions. Why did that happen? Why did bad things happen to good people? And now we're talking about good people from a human perspective. We're saying, well, that's a good person. You know, they, they are faithful to their spouse. They try to take care of their kids, go to work every day. They try to pay their bills. They try to be good, productive, and exemplary citizens within the nation in which they live. They're good people. Well, again, that's looking at it from a worldly perspective. And that can be respected, but at the same time, we really need to think about the broader scope. Who is good in God's eyes? Well, we're going to get to that later in our study. But why do bad things happen to good people? Sin. And, and as I've emphasized, it's not necessarily saying when something bad happens to a good person, that person must have sinned and caused God to punish them for that sin and that thing that happened to them that we say is a bad thing. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the fact the prevalence of sin being in the world within our human conscience all over the world. Sin has brought terrible consequences 
to the reality of mankind. There is pain, sorrow, sickness, death, wars, violence, thefts, evil, wickedness in the world all around us, and that's sin. That's all because of sin. The devil is the instigator. As Jesus said, there are only two ways to walk through life. One is the straight and narrow pathway to heaven. The other one is the broad, no-holds-barred road to destruction and eternal condemnation in hell. Matthew 7, verses 13 and 14. Well, the psalmist, as we read in Psalm 30, 31, verses 9 and 10, he made that statement about how he was suffering because of his iniquities, sin. Well, sometimes we suffer because of the sins. In fact, let me, let me broaden that. A lot of times we suffer because of the sins of other people and maybe even people we don't even know. Somebody can rob us at our home. How many people have you heard of get wounded or even killed through drive-by shootings and they're not the targets at all? And they don't even know who it was who drove by and fired the shots. Well, you see, it goes on and on. We looked at the contrast between life in this world filled with violence, wars, thefts, illness, sickness, dying, pain, sorrow, tears, all of that and more, and what it is like in heaven and will be like in heaven for eternity. None of those things. None of those things. No sorrow, no tears, no sickness, no pain, no dying. None of those things. And when we recognize the reality of death, a lot of the sorrow and tears and pain and sickness goes along with that reality that ultimately, physically, in this world, we're going to die unless the Lord comes again first. And with death is associated all of those other things, sorrow, pain, sickness, all of that. Sorrow, tears, all of that. But heaven, none of those things are there. In Matthew chapter 25 and verse 14, Matthew chapter 25 and verse 14, we looked at that and we read what Jesus said, and he's talking about the parable of the talents. And it's, it's, that's just by way of illustration. He's talking about the master going off and leaving in their charge with three of his servants. He's left them with some responsibilities. Two of them were faithful to the responsibilities, and thereby faithful to their master. And when they came back and the master saw how well they had done, he pronounced them good and faithful servants. Enter into the joys of the Lord. The other one was not productive and faithful, did not live up to his responsibilities, and the master called him wicked and lazy as a servant and said, cast him into outer darkness. Well, the master is meant to represent God. And ultimately, we will all stand before the judgment seat of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and give account of the way we live in this life, in our physical bodies. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 10. And the faithful, the productive, those true to the Lord, will have that home in heaven. The others will be those who are condemned to eternal condemnation in hell, the ones who have not lived faithfully before God and before our Lord Jesus Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 26, 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 26, the Apostle Paul wrote, and this is that great 
chapter on the resurrection. He said, the last enemy that will be destroyed is death. Death. Well, again, because of death, and why does death come? Why is death the reality in our physical lives in this world? Because of sin. The wages of sin is death. Romans 6 and verse 23. Why do we die physically? Because God removed mankind from the tree of life in the garden all the way back in Genesis chapter 3. We don't have access to that tree of life in this world anymore. Physical death then is a reality. Spiritual death is because of sin. Separates us from God. Isaiah chapter 59 verses 1 and 2. Now, but we have that opportunity for eternal life. If we will walk with God in faithfulness while we live still in this physical life, in this physical realm that we call the world or on earth. But ultimately, the last enemy is death. It, when we cross the threshold through those pearly gates into heaven, as our Lord and Savior pronounces us, well done, good and faithful servant, at that final day of judgment, now understand, we have to be that good and faithful servant. We have to be faithful to God, faithful to our Lord and Savior, by living by their teachings written down for us in God's word. But that's when we will be ushered into no more death. And therefore, none of the consequences of physical dying, no more pain, no more sorrow, no more sickness, no more tears. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, 2 Timothy chapter 1, and I want us to look at verse 10, 2 Timothy 1 and verse 10. Again, the Apostle Paul writing, and notice this time in this particular text what he says. For fornicators, for sodomites, for kidnappers, I'm sorry, I'm in 1 Timothy. Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 10. And here he writes, but has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Now, has he abolished death in this world for us? No, we die in this world till the Lord comes again. But when he comes and we stand before his judgment seat, if we have been faithful to him, actively, consistently, obediently faithful, then he ushers us into eternal life, and thereby he has abolished death for us. We won't die anymore, physically, or in any way. And all of the consequences of dying will be done away with. And there's the pain, the sickness, the sorrow, the suffering, the tears, and so on all done away with. And that's the description we see laid out for us in Revelation chapter 7 verses 14 through 17 and chapter 23 verses chapter what 21 verses 3 through 3 through 4. Notice what man's existence was like before he entered into sin. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 9. And out of the ground the Lord God made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But mankind was not required to eat of the tree of the 
the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. In fact, God forbade they're eating that, told them, stay away from that. That's the danger zone. In the day that you eat thereof, you shall surely die. In verse 17, of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. But as long as they continued to eat of the tree of life, they would live forever. And that garden, I think we can understand, is the nearest thing this world has ever seen to paradise on earth. As long as they continued to eat of the fruit of that tree, as long as they continued to stay obedient to God and not enter into sin, then they would live forever, sinless, without any of the consequences of sin in this world, in this physical life. In Romans chapter 5 and verse 12, the Apostle Paul wrote, Therefore, just as through one man sin entered into the world, and death through sin, thus death spread to all men because all sinned. Now again, what goes along with sin? Sickness, suffering, dying. And what is sin? What are, what are the tentacles of sin? Wickedness, evil, violence, wars, and the list goes on and on. And where did that all come from? Adam sinned. Adam brought sin into the conscience of, of mankind. And all the consequences of sin came therewith. All of them. The wages of sin? Death. Romans 6 and verse 23. That's why the bottom line, one word answer to why do bad things happen to good people? Because sin is in the world. And the consequences of sin reach all mankind even those innocent of particular sins at that moment. We'll look a little bit further next time. Let's pray together. Father, help people to see the danger of sin. Help them to see the blessedness of living in faithfulness to you by your teachings. Help them to open their eyes and their ears to the truth and their heart to embrace the way of living in godliness before you and with you. We pray for this, Father, for people all around the world. And we pray, Father, for your forgiveness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.